0: Welcome to episode 58 of the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Uh, uh, as always, I'm your host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I have here in person for the first time, uh, as a new experience for both of us, my wonderful co-host, David Harvey, who's, uh, I think, also feeling a little bit stressed that we're both sitting in front of each other.
1: It's really weird. I don't... I, yeah. I'm, is it awkward? <laughs> I don't know. It kind of is. It's like
0: it's like we've never actually recorded a, show, a single show in person. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it's kind of... A bit strange, yeah. We've, <laughs> we've,
1: we've lost the comfort of the screen. I know oh, <laughs> I've got to sit here and look at you and feel comfortable.
0: <laughs> no, it's awesome. Thanks. Um, thanks for coming down. You've uh, we've obviously just had a run on the seafront. Um, I did oh. a set of 15 by 400 meters after my trip to America, right? Still jet lagged, uh, still dehydrated, still hungover and and all those kind of things. And and you did a what I was did, it?
1: Uh, eight. Time, no, four times eight minutes which was absolutely horrendous because I've just been literally mountain training for the past month or so so I've been the like hill reps you know, three thousand three and a half thousand feet one day five thousand the next just kind of trudging up a downhill so running fast on a flat seafront is not good man
0: you were, you were going quick though because I, I was actually quite surprised when I joined you because I, I, that's why I asked you what pace are you, you going to be running at and I mm-hmm. thought because I haven't looked at any of the paces you've been doing on your ons on the hills yeah. yet. So I was like, I wasn't sure what you'd be running, but you were going mm-hmm. like 6.30 and beyond-ish?
1: Ish, yeah, 6.30, yeah. something like that. Which, which is nice. That's good, I man. Guess, I guess, but not, not. I saw one of your um, Strava things the other day and you did four miles at like seven minute miles and it looked, I think you tagged it as a recovery run or something. No, 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 no <laughs> don't do that. No, don't, no, <laughs> do not
0: put me in that class of, of people, Dave. <laughs> It crazy. I would not be a recovery yeah. run. Yeah, I've just um, I think I did a I did a four mile run, just under seven minute miling in Boston. Right. It was in the morning, and I think it was it was about thirty three degrees, uh, and I was I think I what I what I'd done is I'd been running along this river at the bottom of our hotel, um, which I which I'd found on the day that I arrived. It was a bit of a boring route. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. I was I kept getting stung by things as well. Mm. I, I I took a really nasty sting on my foot. From like a yellow jacket or something. Yeah, it was like on my sock, just like repeatedly stinging me, and the actual mark's still there. But anyway, I um I decided to. We were in the middle of nowhere, right? So we're kind of I guess a place like Basingstoke, maybe right. like that's where that that's where the, the, was very nice. that's was where the, the hotel was. There, <laughs> and this is this is no offence to anybody from Basingstoke. However, it was kind of like a business parky area with with big huge gaps between anywhere that you can get to like shops and everything so um so basically what i decided to do one morning was just go from car park to car park and uh basically just went from business park to business park um but yeah it ended up being a faster run and uh yeah it was just absolutely roasting and i think all of my running gear is just was just drenched and it had to like go in a special yeah. a special bag in my suitcase just to kind of like stay away from everything it's all else crusty <laughs> yeah. and salty
1: now yeah then.
0: it's horrible it's absolutely horrible
1: Megan. So, like, yeah, because you were saying just uh, earlier that the early in the morning it was like 28 degrees. <laughs> yeah. We, last week we had a heat wave where obviously I think the media lost its shit, didn't it? And then it said like it's going to be 41, everyone's going to die, and the place will burn. Yeah. Which is sort of. It's turning little, into hell. There was a little bit of burning. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I went for a run up Butter Hill just to do like an hour or something. Was this on the mon- on the
0: Monday or the Tuesday? Or
1: Monday and Tuesday okay. and it was hot, you know, it wasn't Western States hot but it was hot and I noticed just when I was going up the first hill that my throat started to dry up so I right. took some water and then about a minute later it was dry, like you've got a really bad hangover and you've just woken up and haven't drunk anything for 12, 12 hours Yeah. so I was like right okay so what am I going to do because I've only got a small bottle of water so the rest of the run i just breathe through my nose with my mouth open. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i've heard from, recently i've heard about people saying that breathing through your nose is the new way to run and it's okay. really relaxing and it gets you in the zone and seriously after like a minute it was i was doing big deep breaths like i was Wim Hof breathing okay.
0: like, and you were getting enough oxygen it felt like you were getting yeah, enough oxygen I was, I was
1: taking bigger deeper breaths than i okay. was if would have done if i was just breathing through my mouth I've not looked into any of the science of it yet, but it felt so relaxing, even yeah. like running at a fairly decent pace. I'm so, going to try this. Yeah, I've, have a look at, there's some kind of book out there called The Oxygen Advantage or something that goes into it. So,
0: Do you, do you think people have like a difference in like the size of their nostrils? In other words, like how much air they can, they can get in, in a breath through their nose? Because yeah. I struggle with that. I like, if I try and breathe through my nose, it feels like I've got two straws that maybe are blocked a little bit
1: yeah
0: and I can't I can't actually get like enough oxygen into me but when you open your mouth it's like a massive like it's like a it's like a tunnel
1: yeah I mean if you've been up all the weekend on Colombian marching powder then you're never going to be able to do it <laughs> right for, th- for those ones
0: who don't know what Colombian marching powder is use google <laughs> we won't go there mm. um, but yeah yeah oh, brilliant so um so listen training's going well you've uh, you just did uh Wendover Woods which I was like a last-minute yeah. entry?
1: Yes, it was. Um,
0: tell us, tell us. Because I've, I've, so I've never done Wendover. Sounds...
1: Obviously, hard has happened, and then I've got this like bit of an injury, but that seemed to go get better quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I wanted to do was go to TDS in, in a few weeks without having tested it on something a bit more hilly and steep and stuff. So Yeah. I look, had a look around and there was Wendover Woods, which is like three laps of 10 miles with 2,000 feet climb each mile. Okay. Um, so it seemed ideal. It was a night race. It was a familiar bunch of people, you know, Centurion and the aid stations are amazing. And they've got stuff that I would take, like gels and that. Ah, nice. So it just all seemed to be a bit kind of conveniently placed and conveniently timed. So went and did that and I had a great time. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, Felt strong on the hills. Yeah, yeah. Well, for two laps I did. There was. It, it's a funny one because it's it's within like a two square mile woods on the side of a hill. So you're either going up or down. Okay. And the, the hills are either really steep, well they're they're really steep um, up or down, and but they don't last that long. So you're only going up for two or three minutes at a time, okay. maximum, before you might get like a you know another downhill. Um, but it was it was good, so I could test out my legs and test out a little bit of kind of a uh, race pace and push myself, and you know just generally have a good night out in the woods really, and see cool. see how my legs felt, and and it was great. And I started off pretty conservatively, did the first lap in around two hours, and then was aiming for one fifty five for the second lap, and then one fifty for the third. Okay, but did sort of one fifty on the second, and then closer to 2 hours on the 3rd, so okay. finished in about what, 5 hours 54 in the end. Yeah, good results, Are you're like, close. top 20, Yeah, top
0: was, 20, just snuck in. Just
1: about, <laughs> just about, but yeah, it's a good race. I mean, it's, it's worth doing. It's a bit of a crazy one because it is so hilly and mm-hmm. there's some properly take the piss hills on that. So, like really, really steep. Is it
0: just, is it like hiking hills? Is it like hiking yeah. and then running down?
1: Yeah, most of the hills are runnable. Other than a couple of them, mm-hmm. which you, that are stupidly steep hiking hills, but you could you could really run it, and I think the winning time's about four and a half hours. So okay. that shows it's pretty runnable. Right, yeah. that's
0: good. And is there a fifty mile option as well?
1: There is, yeah. So that's obviously. So you did the fifty yeah. k. So I did fifty k. There's next year they're doing like a running festival that weekend. Okay. So they're doing, I think, a twenty mile, fifty k, fifty miles, and then the hundred miles, which is ten laps of craziness with like twenty-two thousand feet of climbs oh my god okay that, that's one for <laughs> you then <laughs> yeah if i get any if i get any hilly
0: races coming up then because uh, for me it's just always been like the last two years it feels like flat races for me yeah i just haven't done okay apart from the the one that i tried this this year which was a uh, you know i, I stopped halfway i would had enough. <laughs> it's like <laughs> i think next time yeah. i go into the hills I'm, I'm in for a shock so uh but i need to i need to come up to you at some points and do, yeah, uh, do do some you. of the south downs way I won't be keeping up with you though Uh, (laughs) you'll you'll you will be leaving me in the dust on the on the hills Mm. at the moment
1: the thing is like Dan, like I was talking to James James Anderson about this the other day and that like over the last few years I've done a few mountain races and when I was when I started training for the TDS and I started to do butts of hill reps I thought Am I really doing this again? Is this something I've had to commit to, and I'm just going to have to do week in, week out of running up and down the same hill? Yeah. And it's not running; most of it's hiking. The race will be mostly hiking, and it takes you away from what you really like doing because I like to have a bit of run. Yeah. Of a run. Yeah. I'm with you. Grand Union was running. You know, Thames Path is running. South Downs Way is mostly running. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's got kind of like fluid long hills and going to do like TDS Lakeland and people that are doing UTS and um, you know the UTMB races or the, some of the European mountain races hardly any of it's running unless you're yeah. one of those mountain goats that live there so it does take you away from what you actually like doing but then I guess it gives you that opportunity to go up high into the mountains. And yeah for sure
0: man so. and I think it kind of adds to to, to the, the running bank account as I call mm. it you know it's, it's an investment and in you're running it's not yeah. No, it's not something that you it's something you put into the account, I guess, like as a, as a metaphor, uh, and then you can draw from later. So it's like it's giving you like massive strength in your legs, and I think it showed today, like with your reps, like you're strong. You, you built up some strength on the hills, yeah. and yeah, you're you're quick on you're quick on the flats.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I think I was much quicker when I lived in Portsmouth actually, and because you you know you train on the flat and you get used to the flat. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now I'm stronger on the hills but slower on the flat. Yeah.
0: But then Obviously, still, like well, know, it depends right. on what you on how you look at it. But you're still you're still pretty zippy, yeah, so, yeah. so so don't take that away from yourself. But but no,
1: it's good. Um, so serpent trail, tell us about that.
0: Did we not? We didn't. Oh, we didn't, we haven't discussed that. We one, haven't have done some, oh. I don't
1: think so. Anyway, so if so, this is a repeat, then. <laughs> so I,
0: I know quite a few people from Portsmouth ran it. Uh There were some awesome awesome results and, and really good running. Uh, there's a friend of mine, Nick, who ran it with his friend Doug, who were both funny enough from uh, studied in Boston. So actually on the bus to the start, managed to chat with them and, and get a few kind of tips and, and hints on like what to go and visit and food to go and try while I was in Boston, which was great. Um, I know there was uh, Will Taylor from um, Portsmouth Joggers I saw and yeah, bumped into a few people that I, that I knew on the race, but I wasn't really kind of looking forward to it, like I, I don't quite know how to, how to put it because I'm still enjoying my running, but I just wasn't looking forward to putting like a, my backpack on again. So my, my backpack had actually been hanging over one of these chairs that you can see on the, in my dining room, um, and I was kind of, I kept looking at it every day going, do I really need to put that on again? Because it had it been <clears> sat there since Grand Union, and I was like, I was just looking at the bottles, and I was thinking, I've got to drink out of those plastic bottles again, and it's like... that
1: mental fatigue? Is yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like? Absolutely. I mean, I was still enjoying my running, but I'm thinking, I'd, it was all about the pack for me, all about the pack, the food, even the Coke. You know, I just didn't want to drink Coke, and... So, I got to the day and, and I camped over. So, a friend of mine, Joe, had um, offered, offered to lend me her tent, the spare tent that she had. Um, camping for me is not something that I, that I should do. I always think, oh, it's going to be a great idea. It's going to be fun. And then I think, oh, fuck, I, I just, I just didn't, have a, didn't have a good night's sleep. I, I, I had a better night's sleep than I normally do before a race. But anyway, got up in the morning, was still feeling like a little bit fatigued and stuff. And just, yeah, I just thought, Let me, let's just go and do it and let's just have a, go and have a good time. Um, started the race. Uh, the serpent trail is amazing like have you run some of it
1: I think I've been on on it for a very short periods, but I've not done a run like, just following it
0: it's so good it's like it's, it's really nice some, some of it is like you're in like the Puerto Rican jungle or something as I imagine it very very green lush thick bushes um, and you're running like on sand underfoot and stuff so it doesn't feel like you're you're anywhere in Hampshire really it's like it's no. like odd to say like and then you kind of pop out of a, of a bush and then you've got like these lovely, beautiful tall trees and you're under a lot of shade. Um, so yeah, the route's good. I'd love to go back and kind of do some of it, uh, you know, just just as, as kind of like maybe long, long, easy runs on the weekend. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of started struggling about halfway, I think, just I, I, I didn't eat properly. And the, and the eating was the thing that I knew I wasn't mm. probably gonna have nailed down that day, just because I didn't want to. Mm. So, so I knew what I should be eating and drinking. And I was like, I'm not eating and drinking. Actually, I don't give a crap. I'm just going to bonk and just mm. and just do what I can, and and that was pretty much how it went. Um, I decided to take a massage, which I've never done before. <laughs> a ma- like I didn't need it, but I was I was talking to one of the massage ladies. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's um, a massage lady who my friend John Cosgrove knows, uh, Pickle John for those who know him. Um, I think she works in Petersfield, and I got chatting to her about massages and, and whether or not there's any benefits to getting a massage, like like during a race. And she's like, well, hop onto my table and find out. So she had this really nice, like, kind of clean table. And I got onto it with, like, my big dirty boots and stuff. And I was like, I'm so sorry I'm dirtying your table. She's like, no, it's fine. It's all good. Just hop on. Um, and it actually ended up not being a massage. It was more of, like, her kind of bending my legs back and forward and all that kind of stuff. So it was quite good. Um, yeah, just kind of got through the race. Um, finished. Had a had a coffee. Had, a, had something to drink. And, yeah, it was just kind of a bit of a... A kind of no, non-event day, event yeah. day type thing. It was, it was just one that I that I wish maybe I'd done at a different time. To be fair.
1: Yeah, I guess you, you did Grand Union a few weeks before, didn't you? And that was your sort of like main aim for the year. Mm. So there's no wonder that you weren't really feeling that because you just do it for the sake of it, don't you? And there's so many races that you know p- normally marathons I like do for the sake of it and just think like, oh, I'll just go and do a marathon. Yeah. And um. You're sort of done by lunch it feels like you've achieved something but you've not really invested anything in yeah that that's either. true yeah yeah which
0: is which is crazy because you know yeah. marathon's still a long way but yeah. but yeah no it was good um i met some awesome people on route I, I ran with um a couple of um uh, co- running coaches and and runners from uh brighton way which was really mm. nice like got chatting to them and we knew people in common we had like races in common which was great and yeah so it's a lot of good conversation on route and, and generally it was a good day out so so I enjoyed it I also, I also use this new stuff I don't know whether you've seen it before it's it's so it's deep heat yeah but it's the cold version have you seen it?
1: yeah freeze gel yeah like freeze gel yeah, yeah I'd
0: had yeah. it for ages and I thought you know what I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna pop it along in my bag in my halfway bag Uh, one of my drop bags and i and i took it out and sat down on the floor at this aid station and just smothered myself in it (laughs) and it was like covering yourself in toothpaste (laughs) it was a bit weird (laughs) it was like clear toothpaste and um i was like all sticky after it just smelled like like mint it was it was a bit weird but it actually works it works for about an hour and it just kind of keeps your your skin cool you know like when you blow on your skin Mm. it just it's like you it's like you've put vaseline on yourself or something (laughs) A uh, bit, bit of a strange thing, but uh, yeah, I was, I was just trying to kind of like keep myself cool on the day because it was, it was quite warm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was Serpent Trail pretty much. It's a it's a race I'd recommend. Maybe next year we could do it again.
1: Yeah, it's one that's always been on the radar, I think.
0: It's on your doorstep, man, pretty I much.
1: I know, there's a guy, a guy in Clanfield that I met actually that was running. It. it was his first first long ultra, I think. I don't think he'd done a 50. I think he'd gone to straight to 100k. Mm-hmm. I think he did it around 14 hours and, and loved it. Even though he had um, those typical 50 mile moments where you can hardly keep your head up and have no energy yeah. <laughs> you to eat and uh, basically a shit show. <laughs> um, but he, he did it and he loved it. So I guess the next thing for him is a 100 miler. <laughs> That's
0: it. You move, you move on and upwards is always the next best yeah. thing. Oh, listen, yeah. talking of um, earlier of reps in Portsmouth and stuff, uh, we have a, a very special guest on the show uh, right. as our featured guest. Um, I know you and I are always like featured guests, on yes, we, Dave? we're special guests. We are the special ones. <laughs> but no, we um, I managed to finally um, hook up with uh, Steve Bullock, who um, is known as Grasshopper Steve on social media,
1: right.
0: and who's built like building a little kind of like running empire for himself down here in Portsmouth, which is which is fab because he's um, honestly he's such a good guy with with a lot of running knowledge, um, highly qualified run coach. Um, triathlete coach he's, do- he's doing swimming lessons for people mm. he's doing like hill rep sessions now um, up on ports Down Hill, and obviously his he's kind of famed more for his track tuesdays that he runs um, at the Mountbatten batten center on tuesday mornings at 6 30.
1: Okay. yeah i've seen people doing those like it always surprises me when i wake up in the morning and you know as you do sometimes, just scroll through your phone like pointlessly. <laughs> Always. And you see people that by half seven that have run eight miles all around the track. I'm like, what's oh. going on? <laughs> yeah. How early is it? Yeah.
0: And then you sit there going, "Oh no, I've got to do the same thing at lunchtime." Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really good. He does. Um, he also does a social run on Fridays now, which he starts at. Um, oh gosh, Broadway Coffee. Oh, okay. At, at, at uh, you know Highland Road. Um, and then he'll basically do like a social run, which is, you know, leave no one behind is one of his one of his mottos, as you'll hear in the podcast. And yeah, they finish with uh, a coffee session, which I think they, they do sit there for quite a while and have like yeah, a nice, nice kind of social time. But no, Steve, Steve's a wonderful guy. Um, I have had the pleasure of running with him before. And he got in touch with the show probably a couple of years ago, I think, when he moved back to the UK from Australia and he, he was doing some challenge route where he was running around the Farlings and Marshes for, um, for a charity, which we talk about a little bit on the show. Uh, but no, it was wonderful to get Steve on the show. We did record this about a week and a half ago, but unfortunately work trips and uh, such yeah. got in the way. Um, but we, it's nice to finally release the show and hope everyone enjoys the, the podcast because Steve's, Steve's a wonderful chap. Um, if it's something you've heard about with the Track Tuesday sessions or the social runs or the hill reps, um, always swimming, coaching... Uh, do give it a listen because there's there's further details on how you can get involved with steve and his and his group runs there um but yeah we'll head on over to the show awesome it's lovely to chat to you in person dave this 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 this, this feels very synthetic (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, yeah, but it's maybe we should hide behind the camera next time what do
1: they do on radios then when they're on like when you know on in, in the same room I guess that maybe they're used to it or something. I don't know. Like it seems a bit easier to do it over Teams and Skype <laughs>
0: I don't know how it works. I think I've seen people like sitting on sitting at radio desks before like, you know, and it does it does look very kind of like happy and smiley and like, kind yeah. of like sh- uh, showy and stuff. So I guess maybe it is synthetic and it's in a, in a it way. Is. Yeah. But yeah. if anybody know how to do these recordings in person, please please give us some advice. <laughs> anyway, Dave, take care. Thanks. All the best. Lovely to see you, dude. Take you. Mate. Cheers. I would like to give a lovely warm welcome onto the show this week to our featured guest, um, who is the one and only uh, Steve Bullock, um, or uh, as others may know you, Steve, as Grasshopper Steve on social media. So so welcome to the show today. How are you doing?
2: Hi. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you, Dan. Very good. Got a cup of tea. Feet are up. Um, just come in from a very hot run. How oh, good is this weather?
0: It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. A, a cup of tea. I'm, I'm thinking that might be a bit hot, but does it cool you, Dan?
2: I find I find a bit of hot heat on the inside helps you cool on the outside. Yes. Ah,
0: lovely. <laughs> but, but I'll have to try that at some point because I, I I you know I've been out as well today in in the midday sun, enough as well and. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, we always start these discussions around weather, but, uh, you know, it's fitting. Of we're course, we're British. At the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we spend so much time outdoors anyway, so it mm-hmm. seems like a, a mutual place to begin. But I, I had a, yeah. a cup of um, that sports barrister coffee that I'm always posting about. Oh, you, yes, yes, yes. I've today. tried
2: their coffees. They're, they are pretty, um, they're pretty good
0: they they're punchy they're very very punchy they they don't go by taste although although the coffee i find the coffee okay with with a splash of milk but normally yeah. before a hard session i'll have a cup of that stuff and yeah i find it kind right. of gives me a bit of a kick
2: a bit of bit of a zip yeah exactly um, but yes yes but i don't i don't recommend necessarily you know, running in the midday sun it it's really a question of what you're used to um yeah. and certainly you know going out and running for 2 hours in the midday sun isn't necessarily what uh, uh, is, isn't necessarily the best of things to do, unless perhaps you are preparing for a marathon that's going to be in the midday sun. That's
0: true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was talking about this actually today with um with Jason, who my friend who I ran with, and you know we were kind of saying like yeah, it's probably a bit silly of, of us to do this because you know we we felt pretty ruined afterwards. But then you know just like you said, now it depends on on what you're training for and also like what you're used to, I guess because. I guess you know there are lots of runners in in other countries in hot climates that do train, I guess, during during the day and during the heat because they've they've just got to do it.
2: Well, and point in case I've spent a lot of time, as you know, running and training and such like in Australia. Yeah. And yeah, what is it today? 23, 24 degrees. That's yeah, that's not unusual to be out in those sorts of temperatures, yeah, running. And you could be doing that in the morning, not necessarily in the midday sun. Yeah. Um so I, I, I do find it quite refreshing to be out in, in these hot conditions. It sort of brings me back a little bit to my roots.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can, I can appreciate that. And, and yeah, I can't wait to kind of like have a, have a quick chat about Australia in a bit as well, because you're the I think you're the second person I've had on the show this year who's got ties to Australia, whose name is Steve. And who does <laughs> who does running coaching in, in Portsmouth, which right. is bizarre. But anyway, um, we'll we'll move on to that in a bit. But Steve, like b- back to the heat and stuff. Like I, I always find um I enjoy kind of training in the midday sun because uh I, I find when it starts to cool off later in the year, you know, kind of October, November time, um, that there's actually like like some real benefits to be had from from the heat training. And I find when it cools off, um, you kind of get a, like a lot of a lot of pace back if you're, you know, maybe, perhaps maybe if you're chasing a race. Yeah, totally, your,
2: your heart's having to work a lot harder for the same pace and same effort just mm. to try and keep you that bit cooler which it's which is why you don't want to be as going out and smashing out a hard session without gradually building your way into running in in heat uh heat conditions you need to acclimatize
0: yeah good point yeah good point um, so, yeah, like you say, uh, not- and not recommended yeah. if you're not used to it. Yeah.
2: No, no. Well, definitely not. It's a bit like you don't go out and suddenly run a two thousand meter hill without practicing it a little bit first. Mm. It's, it's all it's all the same concept.
0: Absolutely. So, so, so out of curiosity, what was your what was your session you did today then?
2: Uh, it was um, out along the um, seafront on mm-hmm. the on the prom, uh, onto the old shooting range. So a bit of. Um, Rough track okay. around the shooting range, and then uh, onto the beach at the Nudie Beach, and then all the way back uh, to the coffee cup and um, along the beach. And it was high tide, so it was in the um, in the shingle. Okay, okay. And so it was slow, but I I I love trails. It's a really brilliant way to build strength, and you you just giving your whole body a bit of a workout because you've got to put in so much balance and effort into staying on your feet.
0: Yeah, exa- exactly. Mm. And and I think like you, I know you're a fan. I'm, I'm going to ask you a little bit about it later about, you know, adding variety to your running diet. So that's, I know that's one of your kind of like your, your big things that you preach about, but I yep. think in the same yep. way, when you, when you're used to running on the pavements a lot, if you go onto the trail, then you're giving your your body and your feet and your legs, a variety of different kinds of movements as well. So I think it kind of all goes, sure. goes hand in yep. hand. So, yeah, yeah no, it is.
2: It is uh, a few people and dogs to dodge and oh, yeah. um, boards to jump over, and I always get really disappointed with the amount of rubbish that's uh, left on the beach by the, oh. you know, the beachgoers. But don't get me on that one. I'll I'll rant on that if you're not careful. So we'll move on to something else. <laughs>
0: we'll we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Steve, I was going to say we we kind of we, we met virtually back in it was 2020, I think, when when you yep. initially got in touch with with Dave and I on the show to let us know that you you were back in Portsmouth from Australia, obviously, as you mentioned mentioned earlier, and you were doing you happened to be doing at the time this this kind of nine nine loops around filings and marshes, um, which was actually on your birthday for a SIDS charity Um, and unfortunately I couldn't make it at the time because it kind of clashed with with my own my own racism training Um, but yeah how did it go even though it was kind of so far back (laughs) what what was happening yeah Uh,
2: so uh, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome is a charity uh, that's often represented here by the Red Nose and Red Nose Day Oh, okay yeah um but uh, in this instance um I run and support and have since I've really basically started running uh, a charity called Rivers Gift which is based in Geelong in Australia okay and um well it's all part of my story really and um I turned or well, I was turning 50 wanted to run a marathon I thought it's yeah one of these things that you do when you turn 50 apparently. So <laughs> I've, ne- I've, never, I've never run a marathon or any sort of, I don't think I'd even at that stage run a half marathon. I used to dapple a little bit in running and um, it was nothing serious. My, no. my background was mainly mountaineering and climbing. So I'd spent a, a lot of time um, in Wales and Lake District and overseas doing, um, doing those sorts of things. And so, yeah, I had this uh, crazy idea or notion that you know, you could just get out there and run a marathon and you know tick that off the bucket list, so to speak okay uh, and I failed completely Did um, you? Okay. yeah it comes yeah yeah it was I look back on it now and I laugh as to how I approached it, but I was yeah inconsistent training um, wrong equipment um, uh, I was getting injured um, and yeah, it, uh, it it was it was it was yeah quite embarrassing really. And then one day I was in uh, in the local running shop buying some new runners because yeah, if all else fails, buy new runners. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just happened to see a, a leaflet there that was advertising for runners uh, to support this charity uh, called Rivers Gift, and I hadn't really heard of them before, and. Um, turned it over. And the little boy who had died from uh, Sid's uh, boy by the name of Rivers happened to have died, unfortunately, on my birthday.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and so I went, well, if there's ever a sign, that's it. And so uh, I contacted, um, I contacted the charity and um, the rest is history because I've run with them and for them. Uh, and supported them uh, ever since, both in running and in my triathlons. And so in 2014, I actually uh, accomplished my goal. I was, I was a bit late, but uh, I had a first marathon, which was uh, Melbourne Marathon, and um, managed to knock out a reasonable time at 3.56. Brilliant. Uh, um, and that was just following a very generic... Uh, plan that, uh, their running coach had put together and we would meet two or three times a week. Um, definitely once at the weekend for the long runs and, um, once or twice during the week to, um, do yeah, a tempo run or maybe some speed work or just a, a long, slow chatty run. And, um, yeah, no sooner I'd finished that one, I, I signed up for my next one. And, uh, at the same time, became uh, involved in the local triathlon uh, squad, okay, and uh, that sort of pipped my interest in um, uh, in in triathlons. Not that I could swim, so that was a that was a small issue that I felt was going to be a bit of a barrier. But the guys were really good and uh, supported me well and taught me how to swim, and. Um, uh, yeah I was uh, so that was 2014 2015 I did my first half Ironman man um, oh. in in Ballarat and uh, I think I finished in 5 hours 40 which yeah was was reasonable I guess okay but uh, it was yeah it was a hard brutal course it was a bit like today uh, for the run so 21 Ks in the midday Sun
0: oh, lovely <laughs> <laughs>
2: r- r- running around a lake Um uh, yeah so it was uh, and that
0: uh, and that sort of
2: yeah I, I loved it so much that i've gone on and done yeah quite a few
0: more okay and you've actually finished uh a few 70.3 now, yeah
2: yes so uh, 70.3 it's a half ironman i think i've done 12 or 13 uh of them so far uh wow. in various parts of uh, of the world so i've i've been fortunate it in, having done quite a few obviously in australia and um also in Europe, uh, Italy, Portugal, uh, the UK. Um, so, yeah, it's been good to get overseas and, and, and run a few overseas as well.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. Out, out of the three kind of disciplines there with, with the cycling as well, is, is running kind of where your, where your main passion lies or are you more inclined to enjoy like the water or the cycling?
2: Uh, no, definitely my passion lies with the running, although I, I am loving the, the swimming at the moment. Uh, but my strongest leg actually was was the biking. Um, okay. And uh, I, I used to always produce a fairly good bike result, well, especially towards the end of or towards the, the last few that I did. Uh, I seem to have um, reasonably well uh, within my age group. Okay. Um, but uh, at the moment, I'm just focusing on the on the running and the swimming.
0: Okay brilliant yeah well i'd like to say good time of year to uh be enjoying the swimming obviously yes <laughs> if it was january you might be you might you might have not said that <laughs> so, <laughs> that's that's brilliant that's brilliant and uh yeah kind of i guess you're it was just lovely to hear kind of that story of um how you got involved with the with the suds charity as well so like a sign from the universe that uh it was kind of meant to be so that's fantastic and yeah lucky, well
2: I, i've I've done, I've done quite a few with them, and I've made some really fantastic friends. And although they're still all over in Belong and sort of Oz region, I still keep in touch with them. We still yeah, have the odd chat here and there. Of course, keep an eye on what each other are doing via Strava. wouldn't be without that and Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I've been on, on lots, of, uh, lots of adventures, biking, trail running, uh, and, um, yeah, the occasional swim as well with, with these guys.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I have a quick uh, another question for you, like a random question after you've given us kind of your, your, your rundown of um, of how the running's kind of like started for you. But when you're when you're not training and, and kind of like running and cycling and swimming yourself or, or coaching, um, what do you get up to? Are there, are there any other kind of hobbies that, uh, that you keep to yourself or things you like to do to relax? Uh,
2: well, I'm not sure whether it's a relaxing hobby, but uh, or it's not even a hobby, actually, but uh, I'm part of the local RNLI crew. Oh really? Uh, so the Portsmouth RNLI, and I'm too old uh, to go in the boats, uh, unfortunately. But I just help out on the shore. I um, I drive the tractor or operate the winch and yeah, get the boats into the water or take them out of the water whenever we have a shout uh, okay. if I'm available and um, yeah, help out with the training and bits and pieces. So it's okay. yeah, it's not overly time-consuming, uh, which is fantastic. But it it's yeah, a much needed. Um, service to the community, you know, they are, and I get called out for heaps of reasons. Yeah, it varies from rescuing people from underneath piers to yeah helping dogs that have got stranded, through to recovering boats that have uh, you know caught fire or hit something in the Solent. Or uh, so yeah, and they're a really really good bunch of um, uh, really good bunch of, of guys and girls down there, and uh, very supportive. And yeah, it's always good for a laugh.
0: Amazing, amazing, Steve. This, this just kind of like makes you shine more in, in my eyes, really, because you're, <laughs> you know, you're kind of not, not only doing all the coaching, which we're going to get into in a sec, but like, you know, obviously being involved in that is, like you say, a, a super crucial service to the, to the community down here in Portsmouth. And I was going to ask you, we were on the beach a, a couple of nights ago and we saw the, the helicopter, the, I think it was the RNLI helicopter going across with a boat underneath it, doing, doing backwards and forwards on the beach. And I don't know what they were doing. Was that, right. Do you know anything about that? Was that some kind of training exercise?
2: Yeah, so that would have been the Coast Guard helicopter. And uh, yeah, I think it was a training exercise that they were doing with uh, one of the boats from uh, the Yellow White.
0: Okay, okay, makes sense. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone on the beach was kind of clapping along, just, you know, it just goes to show kind of how much support there is in the community for that thing. And I think everyone kind of realizes, especially this time of year, how important it is. So, um,
2: unless it it was, um, there was a shout, a shout is when we get called out. Uh, there was a shout to a paraglider that had fallen into the Solent uh, a few weeks ago, and the helicopter okay. responded responded to that as well as uh, both of our boats. Wow! So, um, yeah, unfortunately, he had a, a, a mechanical failure and basically fell out of the sky and fell into the into the Solent. So, wow. it it could have been uh, it could have been in response to that.
0: Okay. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, Steve, you're a member of the Portsmouth Triathletes. Is that that still the case?
2: Yes. Yes, very much so. Yes. Um, Are you still their cross-country coordinator? Uh, If they'll have me again next year or this year, because uh, then then yes, very much uh, want to do that role again. Um, We had a great uh, turnout and lots of support for it this year or or this last season. And um, within the league that we run in, we actually managed a third place wow Uh, which is which is fantastic so interestingly that uh, there were two triathlon um teams in first and second or second and third i think in a running club burst uh so yeah no it's uh it's a great way to get out and see the countryside run some trails invariably hilly and muddy um yeah covid put a bit of a damper on it because there was a bit of restriction as to what we could do with uh uh, socializing afterwards with tea and cake because yeah, we, we, we don't run unless it's tea and cake um, after. And um, yeah we would get in yeah, roughly around about 20 runners coming along to the event sometimes up to 30 and um, yeah every runner counts no matter how fast or, or slow you are. Um, yeah, whatever position you comes in you come in it helps helps the club to um, yeah, earn a few points.
0: That's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, I, I I love seeing the the triathletes down there at their beach house, as I've, I've mentioned before. And I've had a few of the the members on the show as well. P- Piotr's yeah. been on, and um, yeah. yeah, Sean, and Debbie, on. Yeah, and yeah, Sean. And
2: Debbie.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh,
2: yes, yeah. No, there, there's a, an Im- immense wealth of knowledge and experience within the tri club. Uh, a real depth of um, of, of knowledge. You know, people having done yeah you know, multiple full iron men through to multiple sprints uh, and yeah every every race is different and you can learn from it and yeah people are always very willing to share knowledge and if anybody yeah. has any questions yeah there's there's always plenty of people to put their hand up to provide some uh, support and guidance
0: yeah yeah it's always the way with the running people are always willing to share and, and help each other out which is great and mm. you've um you know i guess over the last uh, Couple of, couple of years, maybe maybe further back, Steve. You've done um, a lot of qualifications as well, which kind of I guess complements your your coaching and your and your own running as well. Um, can you tell us a bit about that and, and kind of like um, what you're qualified in? Because you've told me before, but I I couldn't remember. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> So uh,
2: I, uh, I started doing or, or completing a few qualifications in Australia. So I did the triathlon level one uh, coaching qualification uh, back in 2016, um, mainly because I was just curious as to what my coach was giving me. And uh, yeah, I had, I had um, total confidence in her her coaching and her capability and the support that she gave me. But I was just curious as to um how you know how it all sort of fitted together yeah curious so, is good it's a good thing it is yes <laughs> so i um i uh, i i took that course and um then uh, yeah, life changes life circumstances changes and uh, i i wasn't earning like i used to so yeah. i decided I, one of the one of the cutbacks was i unfortunately couldn't afford the coach so i decided i'd coach myself And ultimately, I thought, well, if I can't coach myself, then how how am I expected to coach other people? Uh, So I then coached myself uh, for a full marathon and then uh, the New Zealand Ironman, which I I did in 2017. Um, And then I did the recreational running. So um, Athletics Victoria uh, have got a qualification called recreational running. Um, which uh, I completed, I think you I think it was March 2017, or maybe maybe coming into 2018, uh, and that was obviously focused purely on running. And um, Geelong, the, the, the city of Geelong, is surrounded by unbelievable running countryside. Yeah, you could got imagine. Yeah, bush. You've got hills. You've got. Um, some really tough terrain. Um, Snakes, spiders. And, uh, yeah, well, that that is true. I was actually thinking that this morning when I was when I was running on a trail, I was thinking, oh, it's weird not carrying a snake kit because you know you would walk <laughs> oh out you'd you would walk out the door and in in your trail pack would be a snake kit. Yeah, in case you got bitten, oh. because um, yeah, it happened very rarely, but there was always that risk that um, yeah, you'd end up having a having a, a meeting with a snake or a wriggly stick, as uh, we used to call them.
0: <laughs> Count yourself lucky, Portsmouth runners. Count yourself lucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I did the recreational
2: running, uh, which always involves also doing first aid. So I became a first aider. And uh, then I picked up a, a job um, working with a local surf lifesaving club in the uh, in the town of, of uh, Anglesey. So whilst I was uh, working for them, I then decided I'd, it'd be good to volunteer on the beach as a as a lifeguard. So I did my uh, lifeguard um, or surf lifeguarding qualifications, which is a bit like you know, the qualifications that the that you'll see for the RNLI uh, lifeguards on the beach here yeah uh, and uh then uh took my uh, advanced spinal board advanced resuscitation and crew boat crew quals as well so that i could in the boats and um yeah be a li- little bit more useful when on the beach as well rather than just being the um not just a basic lifesaver but having a few more skills and, and a little bit more experience to be able to help people
0: that's great Awesome.
2: and uh so that was that was a lot of fun uh and i i finished the the spinal board qualification and probably about half an hour later i was in the water pulling out a young boy that had a spinal injury so oh wow it, okay um it, the timing of, of that qualification was uh <laughs> was very timely
0: wow wow absolutely so,
2: um we so, you got a, so it that, sounds like you've
0: got, yeah, you got a real kind of like broad, broad kind of spectrum of um of kind of i guess outdoor tight activities and including including the running obviously so did you also say um to me once that you were doing a some kind of new nu- nutrition course as well or um
2: it... no so when i when i came over to the uk to keep an eye on my parents during covid um I, I decided i've always been a strong believer in strength and running need to go together you yeah, the two yeah. go hand in hand yeah if you if you want to be a successful runner uh minimizing the opportunity or minimizing the chance of, of injury, uh, you, you have to do strength work. Uh, there's, there's, there's no two ways about it. And there's lots of ways of doing that strength work, but it, it's, a, in my mind, it's a critical component of running. Yeah. And so I did, um, during, during the pandemic, I signed up for a PT uh, course, which uh, was totally online. Uh, and involved lots of reading beforehand and pre-pre work, and then we had a very intensive week of um, on, online um, online uh, activities and practicals and yeah yeah more theory. So uh, that was fairly intense, uh, and then various papers had to be written and questions answered, et cetera, et cetera. So I ended up with a a level three uh, personal trainer qualification and level two director qualification, which uh, I use a little bit, but it was just really useful to have that knowledge. And part of that knowledge includes, yeah, understanding of of nutrition, hydration and nutrition.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Because again, you, you, you can't run effectively unless you a fuel for it and then refuel once you've done it yeah um so uh and anybody that i end up coaching on a one-to-one basis uh one of the first things i'll ask them to do is is complete a food diary um just so that they and i have an understanding of what they're putting into their bodies in the way of food and hydration
0: yeah yeah excellent excellent well that's that's great to hear kind of all the qualifications and i think you know there's there's something well there's 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 as I said, there's a couple more. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so let's um, let list, list, list them, list them quick, and then we'll uh, yeah, we'll okay. move on to I'll the grasshopper quick. coaching.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, when I was over here as well, my qualifications, obviously in Australia, uh, weren't really recognised. So okay. I I, um, I did the England um, athletics uh, coaching and Manning fitness. Um, and I was able to use some, uh, prior learning for that. So that was useful. Uh, and then I completed the level two, um, triathlon, um, British triathlon Level two coaching qualification. Okay. And I've just finished the British triathlon level two diploma. And I've also just finished the, or oh, a while ago now finished the level two open water coaching.
0: cracky That's a, that's a, that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of stuff but you know I was, I was going to say as well like you've just mentioned those last few like I, i'm doing a course myself on ultra running but purely like 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 you originally started just out of curiosity and i think sometimes when you've when you've been training and you've been kind of going through um, you know the running and the racing and stuff like that it was always great to kind of find out a little bit about the theory and why things feel the way they do and how it all yeah. works and stuff and what's happening yeah. in the body because yeah. It's a well it's a, the body
2: is a complex uh beast. So oh God, yeah. the more we can un- the more we can understand it. And you know, one person is going to understand absolutely everything. So uh one of my so when when I was in when in Geelong, I had a great little network of um professional support staff that I could call on, not for myself, but for athletes that I was helping. Uh and of course I would I would call on them for myself if I needed to, but I always like to be able to you know, recommend people for you know, different aspects of, of of running. If if I didn't have that knowledge or qualification, mm. and so I'm I'm slowly building that same sort of base here as well.
0: Brilliant, that, that's excellent. So I was gonna I was gonna, wanted to move on quickly and um kind of speak about a little bit about the grasshopper coaching itself. So because obviously this is what you're known for in Portsmouth, and and I tell you what, Steve, like you know the more people I kind of see and the more friends I bump into and stuff like that, people are kind of like really inquiring about you know track tuesday like what is, what is this track right. tuesday that everyone's going to <laughs> this, you know it's incredible there's so many runners like around i guess and i i call myself a casual runner i know i run long distances but i'm i call myself yeah. a casual runner it's you know i i'd never run on the track you know up until no. you know you know it was a while ago i gave it a go with um uh jacob bahara's group and stuff but oh, yes. i'd never I never really kind of spent time on the track. And I know you're offering these sessions each week and more people are getting curious about the track. And yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's kind of, in, in, you know, it's invigorated people a little bit and, and sparks a big interest in it. So um, I guess, how did, how did grasshopper uh, coaching kind of kind of get started? Is there, is there a story behind the specific name and, and, and where did it come from?
2: Yeah. So um, my, my player coach Renata uh, who was a triathlon, but uh, off-road triathlon. So she was into exterior predominantly. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, tremendous lady, a Swiss, Australian, and uh, lots of knowledge, still coaching over in Switzerland. Um, and um, so she was trying to coach me. And I say try, and not because of her capability, but because I would forever put challenges in her yeah i'd be jumping from one event to another one day i could be doing a trail you know marathon or half marathon and then two weeks later i'd be doing a sprint triathlon uh, <laughs> and then four weeks after that i'd be on the road doing a 10k uh and so she just started calling me grasshopper because i was just jumping around all over the place <laughs> great name i love <laughs> it and yeah so that's that's the sort of the, uh, the, the grassroots of of the name and uh, it sort of stuck which is great i you know it's uh, uh, some fond memories of, of lots of events that I used to do. Um, and um, so when I started coaching, I thought, well, why, why, why lose the name? Let, let's just continue with, yeah, originally it was Grasshopper Steve, but I, I've now sort of transitioned a little bit into Grasshopper coaching.
0: Brilliant. That's excellent. Love it. Love it. And, and, and oh, yeah. I've, I've been wondering about the Grasshopper for ages, so that kind of fills the story. Yeah, there that you go. Yeah. But that the, is track
2: is, the track is a bit of a passion of mine, um, so the, the tracks that we had access to in Australia uh, were just really high quality uh, facilities, and they were totally free. So mm. I had access to three, four really good tracks, probably all within um, yeah close to fifteen minute drive from where I was living, um, uh, and you, you know there wasn't a big fence and a, and a padlock gate around them or anything it was free access the local council supported them or the local university supported them uh, and they were just really well used and respected by amateur groups uh, and by athletic clubs and tri clubs Uh, and so it was just a part of your training it was just part of the the, um, as I now call it your 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 running diet to to spend uh, one one session a week, ideally on the track. Some people would do a little bit more. Some people, time restricted, would perhaps do once a fortnight. But uh, that that opportunity to train in a really inclusive, uh, safe environment. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not disturbed by dogs or prams or, um, yeah, a change in the level of the pavement or having to think about cars or bikes or scooters, especially the electric scooters. Now, yeah, you, all you, all you need to worry about is your form and trying to count how many laps you might've been told to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. <that's it.
2: laughs> uh, so uh, I, I just try, I've, I've tried to replicate that over here. Unfortunately, we don't have the same level of choice or, or the same quality of access, if you like, to the track. But uh, because I've got motion qualifications, Mount, uh, Mountbatten let me rent the track. And so uh, I, I rent it and yeah, run a session every week, which I, I change. It's, uh, I quite enjoy thinking up uh, new sets and new sessions for everybody to do. Uh, and one of the challenges is making it challenging for some of the runners. Yeah, we've got some really quite fast runners there, which is brilliant. But we also have lots of new runners and, and people like yourself who've never really done much track work. So yeah, the last thing I want to be doing is scaring people off. It, it's something that I want them to come back to because having that regular and in, intense interval work uh, is is a really good way of improving your running. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm pleased and, and quite humbled to say that a lot of people have come back to me and said, oh, these track sessions have made such a big difference to my 5k times. Yeah. Uh, uh, and one, one of the regular runners actually, he, he ran with us on Tuesday and then he had his 5k time trial in the, uh, in the evening. And he had been trying for months to break the 20 minute um, barrier and he did it, which was just brilliant.
0: So, Steve, your your motto I've seen before, which you include in your emails that you send yes. after after a track session, for example. You, you use the hashtags. Um, consistency is key, um, and another one, be kind. Which I just wanted to cover a little bit because it's it's a nice little touch, um, and and two handles that I like and and things that I you know I find I'm quite passionate about as well. So, so tell mm. us what, what, why you picked those two handles specifically. Do they do they mean a lot a lot to you with with the running?
2: Um, <sighs> certainly consistency is is a message i like to portray in a positive way as much as possible if somebody runs doesn't matter what sort of session it is but if they only run it once a week or twice a week um and then don't do any running for another fortnight and then runs again thinking that they're going to be able to pick up where they've left off a fortnight ago yeah, they're going to run into difficulty. Either they'll end up getting an injury or overuse injury or strain something. Yeah. Um, and so consistency is all about just trying to build uh, on what you've done the day before or the day before that. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that you can you can jump in and out of it, but you get so much more out of it if you are able to be a little bit more consistent in in what you you do. In, in relation to the track, though, um, yeah, you see a lot of people, partly because they're not used to pacing themselves, they're not used to running on the track. What, what we're trying to accomplish there is, is somebody knowing what their max comfortable pace is that they can run for 400 meters at. Yeah. Uh, so, so they don't go out of the, uh, the starting blocks yeah, at uh, a yeah, three-minute pace uh, and then finish at a five-minute pace. You you don't get as much benefit about uh, as if you were to start at four minutes. So start a bit slower, uh, but be able to run that full 400 meters at the four minute pace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So So it's it's, it's strong. Finishing as strong as you start.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So, um, so that be kind is is be kind to yourself as well as be kind to others you know nobody knows what other people are going through um so just just be con- conscious of that and just you know try and be kind but it's also important to be kind to yourself don't you know beat yourself up too much um yeah if you can avoid putting too much pressure on, on yourself don't compare yourself to others mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a trick that well, not a trick, but it is unfortunately what some people fall into. They see other people passing them on the track and um, they forget to look behind to see that there's actually other people behind them as well. So um, So yeah, it's sort of a, a double double-handed, double-handed one there and be, be kind to, to yourself but be kind to others. And then there is actually a third uh, motto which I also use occasionally or more than occasionally which is no one left behind. So I use this a lot on the on the social Friday runs uh, I'm sure you've seen I, I run a, a social run on a Friday and uh, that is again it's open to anybody there's no cost um, we start at finish at Broadway coffee roasters on on Highland Road uh, and um, yeah the calf there um, Dwayne. Uh, has been very kind he he opened at eight o'clock on a friday morning for us so we Brilliant. start running at seven uh, which means that when we finish at eight o'clock we've uh, we've got a you know, decent cup of coffee uh, and some water to uh, rehydrate with uh, but the message there no one left behind is a, is, a, is a message that i started using back in 2017 when i uh, established a community running group uh, in my home hometown uh, called lava runners And uh, it's all about the fact that running needs to be inclusive. It needs to be for everybody. Uh, There's no point in having a social run if you end up running as five separate groups. So what what will happen is that uh, the fast runners will take off a little bit, but they will then um, loop back, find a safe place to loop back, go to the back of of the slightly slower runners, run with them for a little while, encourage them, uh, have a bit of banter, a few laughs. Then they might move off again because of their pace. But, you know, half a K, three-quarters of a K down the road, they're back again. So they're able to run at a, a pace that I like to call a chatty pace, which is zone two uh, if you're into HR zones. But it, it's basically at a pace that's not going to be so fast that you end up exhausting yourself at uh ideally you can talk whilst you're running at that pace and it just means that you you get to know a, a much broader range of, of individuals than you would have if, if you were just running at your one pace and so everybody's everybody starts together and we all finish together uh, and we all run the same occasionally somebody will say to me hey I, I need to duck off early or um you know i've got a big race coming up i don't want to run 8k or 10 I'm only going to do 6k so they'll then loop back to the calf and they'll be sitting there you know, waiting for us for when we when we all finish That's so right. it's all it's all very much about running together as opposed to you know, running as individuals
0: yeah no brilliant and I, and, and I, I had actually made note of that third hashtag because w- when I wanted to ask you about social Friday so because I yeah, uh-huh. it, yes. <laughs> it, 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 it stood out because yeah th- I mean those those three things are super important and the fact that you use hashtags as well brings me back to the other point that I was going to gonna talk to you about as well, which is, you know, you're very kind of uh, conscious about being present uh, present online, on, on social media, on Instagram and stuff. And, and I love the way that you use it. Um, I think you, you're brilliant at kind of advertising the benefits of the sessions that you run. Um, you take some some amazing photos during the session as well. And I think it's fair to say that I think if, if there's one thing that runners like, it's photos, or it must just be yeah. me because I'm the world's biggest poser. <laughs>
2: uh, uh no, i i i love being behind the camera i hate being in front of the camera to be perfectly uh, honest okay yeah. okay okay <laughs> so, oh, um, All the photos i've
0: taken a view then steve <laughs> no no
2: no it, it's it's fine and, and in fact when you ask me about other passions ph- photography is one i do i do enjoy uh, okay, okay taking taking a few f- photographs and uh yeah I was lucky enough to have been in the Swiss Alps uh, earlier this year. Uh, I've got some nice. really strong connections back to uh, the place where I went and um uh, the scenery there is just amazing and it was only the other day that I realized I'd hardly put any of those photographs I've got I have literally got like a thousand of them and I've hardly got any of them <laughs>
0: lovely lovely no, it's it's good I think but- you know, if if there's, I said earlier, if there's anything runners, runners love, you know, during a race, like, I, I mean, even I find that if I'm entering a race and I see that the race directors added um, a paragraph in their, in their pre-race notes saying that photos are going to be distributed for free, then I think it's like, yeah. it's a, it's a real draw for runners because, mm-hmm. you know, I guess people, people want to showcase what they're doing. And I think, you know, running is obviously done in, in beautiful places. So you, so you want to kind of you know, get, get the, get the photos from, from where you were running and it's an achievement in itself as well. So it's good good to have. It is.
2: And I also um, like to use the photographs and video for when I'm doing running or swimming analysis. Um, I I find it a really useful tool to be able to uh, look back at a video of somebody running in, in slow motion or even frame by frame. And you can then really discern, you know, what's going on and why perhaps something isn't quite working uh, especially with swimming which is such a technical um sport yeah so uh, these conditions that we've had recently where it's been as flat as a pancake in the water has been superb for, for getting the videos uh, and then watching people swim uh, and i had the classic example this morning i was i was scratching my head as to why this one one particular swimmer wasn't yeah, making us put as much progress as perhaps and by progress i mean speed through the water uh, and it wasn't until i looked at the videos afterwards that I, I then recognized that okay there's it's it's all to do with this particular aspect of the stroke that uh, she was having difficulty with so when we next meet i'll be i'll be able to say hey so this is what you're doing ideally i'll have an opportunity to show and share with her the, the video and and I think if you can visualize what you're doing and visualize what you're meant to be doing, it's a lot easier to correct your form.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, there you go. There's another, another, another brilliant use for the uh, for the photos and stuff. Steve, yeah. you're um, so, so you've touched on Social Friday and Track Tuesday. What time do each of those sessions start? And and is it available for you know anybody listening who would want to come and give it a try? Anybody can just rock up, can they? How, how would it work for those two sessions?
2: How, how, how does it work? So I. I run three session running threat sessions now. So uh, we have track Tuesday and uh, I do like people to contact me beforehand uh, because otherwise um, uh, I do have a couple of forms that need to be filled out just from a, a medical perspective in case there's an issue. Um, yeah, the track can be quite intense, and the last thing I want someone to do is to have an inc- incident and f- for us not to know any of their medical background and start giving them some sort of uh, support and then discovering that they're allergic to it. So, yeah. um, so yes, yeah, so forms, unfortunately, need to be filled in first, uh, and yeah, we, we don't go via reception. We, we go directly onto the track. So all of those little bits and pieces need to be known. So just drop me a, a message via social media, um, or um, yeah, social media is the easiest way to do it uh, via Instagram or uh, or Strava. Um, that starts at six thirty on a Tuesday morning, and um, it lasts for an hour, uh, and it comes uh, and it's just five pounds per, per session.
0: Okay, brilliant. And you've, the, you've got the, the, the Hills Thursday. Is that, is that morning or afternoon? Yep. Uh,
2: so Hills Thursday is 6.30 in the evening. So we've got that this evening and in, in three hours. So that's at 6.30. Oh, oh good we luck with meet, the feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we meet uh, at the B, B&M car park uh, and uh, aim to leave at 6.30. So start running at 6.30. Uh, and I adjust that session really depending on who's coming um okay so last week there were three of us uh, again i think the heat put a few people off but it was beautiful we went over into over the top of Farlington, now on the other side to is it is it purbeck or per- Yeah. It, and um and uh ran around some of the roads there up back up the other side of uh, of the hill uh so yeah so that was a Ended up being 16k's, but that that was not the normal session. It was only because the individuals that rocked up were capable of doing that that we did it. Okay. Um, you know the week before we were doing uh, short hill reps. Um, so uh, unlike the track, so the track I organise and plan and know exactly what I'm doing when I get there. Uh, the hills at this point of time, because it's a little bit more fluid, uh, I would decide on the sort of hill training that we'll do once uh, once everybody's there and once i know who's who's actually running but again it doesn't matter on your pace if there's a wide variety of people there then i'll adjust the, the session according to that
0: okay perfect, perfect.
2: and then friday uh, social friday um that is all about the, the running is is secondary it's all about chatting laughter, a bit of banter um yeah how many people can we say hello to on on the on the streets of south sea and um, and then coffee afterwards at the uh, the Broadway uh, Coffee Base. Uh, yeah, Broadway Coffee Base. Just sure if I can get the name right. so if I can even, <laughs> even remember the name of the cafe. <laughs> Broadway. And coffee really, Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, really, they're really accommodating, very friendly, and they do actually serve a really good cup of coffee.
0: It is good, isn't it? It's. it's I think it's um, probably my favourite place to go and drink coffee now.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, so really good vibe there, and as I say, um, it's Fridays is is all about the. It's all about the um, the social element of running, and yeah, running is secondary, really. Yeah. So, and then on Monday mornings, I've started a um, almost like a, a newbie swimming group. So, uh, I do two swimming sessions a week at the moment in the sea, both of them sea based, um, uh, both down on Eastney Beach. One on Monday for uh, beginners, and one on Wednesday for. Uh, intermediate swimmers. Uh, the Wednesday session is basically full now. Um, I, I limit the numbers that I will take at both of those sessions. Um, there is a, a, a small fee. I keep it as, as accessible and uh, as, as possible. Yeah. And if anybody's interested in those, then please just contact me directly because I, I do complete a one-to-one uh, swim assessment before uh, anybody joins that group. So that I have an understanding of how well somebody can swim and what their weaknesses are and what their um, strengths
0: are. Brilliant. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, there's, uh, there's something for everybody then. you know, I, I can honestly say to anybody listening that the, the sessions are brilliant. Um I've run with you a few times now, Stephen. I'm actually yeah. going to yeah. I'm I'm off I'm off next week um overseas, but the week after I'm planning to come back with a couple of friends who haven't been to 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 track before. So I'll be I'll be okay. in touch with you. Um, that week, but yeah, no, yeah, they're they're certainly looking forward to it. So, um, so yeah, no, we amazing. love
2: we, we. I love introducing a track to new to new runners. It's uh, it's just another sort of how do you? put it it just creates another strength in in your running diet.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like you say, you, you know, you you just see you reap the benefits of of speeding around that track. I mean, it, the track's obviously it's a little bit softer underfoot. It's like yeah. you say, there's no distractions, there's no pavements to jump on, no dogs to jump over. So you actually do get some good quality intervals. And when you're pushing each other on the track and, you know, you know what it's like when you reveal that board with the session on it, because yes. you've, got this, you've got the whiteboard <laughs> and you obviously plan yeah. your session on there. Everyone, It's quite funny actually being there. It's, it's quite hilarious because you all do your warm up around the track and then you turn the board around and you just you just hear this like dread or you can see this dread in everyone's face it's like oh no we're we're doing mile reps or yeah yeah
2: and, and it, it does it varies from really short stuff to the longer stuff. Um sometimes I'll have people yeah I do one-on-one coaching. So it may be that I have an athlete there doing a threshold session. Um and often yeah, individuals will come to me and say, Hey, I'm still recovering from COVID. Yeah, what do you suggest? And I'll Absolutely, yeah, adjust a session and come up with some ideas for somebody who doesn't want to do the full main set because of a pending race or yeah. recovering from an injury or COVID's been. Ah, uh, again, exactly. don't get me started on COVID, but yeah, the long-term effects of COVID is is awful, and mm-hmm. I, I had it back in Boston. I ended up running the Boston Marathon with COVID. I didn't realise at the time, but. Um, uh, and it's taken me six weeks to really get over it. Six, six weeks plus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it has, it has indeed. I know, I know lots of friends who are, who are down with it and, and have been down with it. And some that have really struggled to come back and some with, yeah. uh, you know, excessive heartbeat issues afterwards and all sorts yep. of, yep. all sorts yep. of things I, going on.
2: I, I've had a, uh, one friend, um, in Europe and yeah, unfortunately they've been in hospital. Yeah. A really fit young lady. Uh, uh, and they've been, they have complications and have been in and out of hospital since catching it back in early, early this year. Yeah. Well, so it's, think- if you can avoid it, if you haven't caught it yet, or if you've caught it, but there's, you know, it's going, it's going around again. You know, my recommendation is definitely try to avoid it.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, Steve. Obviously, on top of all this other stuff that that has been going on, that that's kind of these weekly sessions that you're running, which are just amazing, you're also involved in something exciting, potentially exciting, that's happening with the Hilsey Lido space, which I'm I'm assuming yes. is where the pool area is, where the where the water sports center is over there. So Tell us a little bit about what's going on there, because I'm I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of runners out there and, and enthusiasts of the outdoors and sports will be curious. So, so tell us a bit about, about, about that and how how maybe people can get involved and help out. Sure.
2: So I ended, uh, I, I became a lifeguard, a pool lifeguard last year. Uh, I did the qualifications um, just to you know, learn a little bit more, <laughs> and um, ended up lifeguarding at the Hills Elido, which is a yeah. You know, 64-metre pool, 5 metres deep. Um, I think it's approximately 15 metres wide. And, um, yeah, it's by far the best pool in South Hampshire. You know, I guess the the next closest would be somewhere like Petersfield, the Lido at Petersfield. But um, it's a a brilliant pool. It's uh, run by the trustees of the Hillsy Lido for the people. And it is very much a pool for the people. But it's also 97 years old, uh, 97 or 87, 87 years old. It it turns 90 in 2025. So, um, but it has fortunately been uh, part of the government's levelling up. Um, It's been a recipient of the government's levelling up funding. So I think the whole Hillsy North sort of area uh, including Hilsey lines have received approximately 20 million pounds in funding to regenerate the whole area, make it really user-friendly, connected, connect the east part of the island to the uh, the west part of the island. And as part of that funding, approximately 5 million has been uh, allocated to the Lido to revitalise the Lido. And um, unfortunately, it is having some uh, technical problems with the plant room at the moment. Yeah, The okay. plant room is, is fairly old um, and uh, is suffering uh, from old age just like we do when we get older we, we need a lot of maintenance <laughs> um, but this funding should help ensure that there's yeah, ideally another 100 years of life in, in that area so on the 29th of July um, myself and Jen Granger who is the regional manager for British Triathlon We're running a a day for sporting leaders, sporting influencers, anybody anybody involved in sport uh, in the Portsmouth area. And it doesn't have to be water-based sport. You know, if if you're uh, into yoga, if you're into Pilates, uh, if you run um, fitness sessions, boxing sessions, canoeing, sailing, any aspect of sport, we're, we're encouraging you to come to the Lido at 11 o'clock on the 29th. There's going to be some refreshments available. Uh, ideally, you'd contact me or Jen prior to let us know you're coming so that we have enough food. Um, but we are going to be, you, know, you get the opportunity to look around the Lido, talk through some of the plans. But most, most importantly, we want to understand how the community. How the sporting community could turn this into a mega sporting community hub not just for swimming but for other aspects of sport as well yeah sounds we, super we exciting many, oh it is it's a brilliant opportunity so um yeah the more ideas Yeah, know we can't guarantee that we will get every idea implemented but Um, yeah can we put a bicycle track around the outside so that you know individuals who are learning to ride have got somewhere safe that uh, you can learn to ride on a nice flat surface that's a little forgiving if you're falling off so whether you're learning to ride as a as an adult or learning to ride as a child you have a purpose-built track that you can you know you can safely learn to ride on and that's available to the community to do that in or on so, yeah, it's not just about swimming or, or pool use or water, water use, but obviously, you know, with such a fantastic facility there uh, from a pool perspective, you know, that's going to be the, the jewel, if you like, of, of, the, of the hub. But what else can we do there that adds value to the community? What else does the community want? Brilliant. So we're doing this in conjunction with Portsmouth City Council. Um, so this isn't something that we're doing on our own. It's, it's, uh, with the blessing of the council. And in fact, the council asked myself and Jen, uh, recognizing that we probably had a few more sporting contacts in, in Portsmouth than they did. So, yeah.
0: Excellent. I, have, I guess you've reached out to, to the various, um, running clubs. Cause I know Portsmouth joggers are not too far away from there and they do use a lot of the road kind of near, nearby the center. Near um, yep. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yes, we have, and uh, but you know, maybe we've we've missed someone. Um, for example, yesterday we were talking to somebody who who runs walking um, healthy walking sessions from the LIDA and other places within Portsmouth, and I, I wasn't aware that you know she was doing this. But yeah, and so we've invited her along, and she's you yeah, know mega excited to be involved.
0: Steve, I'd love to I'd love to get a couple of people involved who I know would have um, some good ideas. In fact, I was talking to somebody today about this. Um, as you you'd mentioned it to me a few days ago, so please, um, I, I know the
2: yeah, pass contact details on to me, and uh, I will ensure that they get the right information. Excellent. But this ultimately, yeah, anybody who's involved in sport can provide feedback, and I'll shortly be sharing a digital, um, it'll be a QR code, it'll take you straight to a, uh, a form which you can complete, uh, and any ideas that anybody has about the, the lido uh that we can you know, make a positive difference and support the, the community board yeah the local community and the broader community in 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 helping the lido to become yeah as as somebody once described it's the the jewel of portsmouth a bit of a crown jewel in the crown of portsmouth
0: nice brilliant well, it would be great to see that uh, space used more and yeah i think that's fantastic so good good luck with that and i hope it's um you get some good ideas and and some good input and and adds to add some weight to it so that sounds sounds exciting yeah um Steve obviously I know you've got a busy day ahead and uh you've got your your hill session to prepare which I'm I'm keen to kind of (laughs) follow afterwards (laughs) on Strava now to see what you get up to but can you give us a list of your your social media details your Strava details just so that you know people listening um know how to get in touch with you if they if they'd like to
2: Uh, Sure. So on Instagram, the easiest one there is grasshopper underscore Steve. Okay. Uh, Email, it's grasshoppercoachinguk at email at gmail rather Mm dot com. So Strava, um, I think I'm just on Strava as Steve Bullock.
0: Okay, Steve. Bullock on Strava. Brilliant. That's perfect. So three ways to, um, that people can get, get they're, involved. They're
2: the they're the ones that I'm most actively sort of using. So I do have I have plans to uh, create a, a Facebook page and uh, maybe even a web page at one point or a website at some point. But um, yeah, keep it simple at the moment.
0: Absolutely, keep it simple. And this, I, you know, I think even you know I, know I know people who run their entire business platform on on Instagram. So you know the, the platforms are there to use. So I think it's um it's good enough. Uh, that you, that you put your posts out and people can contact you on, on Instagram. But anyhow, mm-hmm. what's, um, what's next for you, Steve, um, in terms of your own racing, have you got, um, got an event coming up? Uh,
2: I don't, to be perfectly honest. I'll, I'll obviously be running the, um, or I plan to run uh, the cross country series. this coming um, winter. Okay. Good. Uh, my, the next race that I actually have paid and uh, um, I am really looking forward to actually is the Chicago marathon. Oh, brilliant so this cool. this is a hangover from 2020 when it was cancelled and okay. I decided not to run it in we were given three years we could have run it in 21 22 or 23 and uh, I had Boston this year um, so I decided to push it out to 23 and uh, so I'll be heading over there I've got a really good friend uh, who I used to work with uh, who lives in Chicago hopefully he'll still be there in uh, 2023. So yeah. I'll, go and, uh, I'll go and stay with uh, with Keith, and um, yeah, look, looking forward to that. It it should be a, it should be a, a good
0: run. and fantastic. Good good luck with that. Good luck with that. So, um, you've listened to the show before. I know I don't know whether you've made it to to the end of the show because Dave and I always always are yes. pretty damn sure that nobody does. But <laughs> I like <laughs> I like to ask my guests um, some recovery run questions at the end, just to kind of find out. Sure. You know, end off with a little bit more detail about yourself. Um, and I'm going to start those those kind of quick fire questions and the first one is uh what's your idea of the perfect day's recovery after a hard week of training um how would you spend it
2: oh perfect day recovery would be water-based um yeah by the beach by the beach lake ideally with a sauna uh oh. and and yeah maybe a massage
0: oh perfect yeah <laughs> good chance Um, have you got a book or a film uh something running related that you could recommend to listeners that 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 has influenced you or that you remember in particular
2: oh so there's probably a couple of books that i will i've i've read and i'll keep coming back to them um one is uh primarily prime primal endurance by matt sisson okay so i enjoy um i enjoy that that's um uh well worth reading, uh, 80-20 by um, Matt Fitzgerald. So I'm a big believer in the eighty twenty rule. So 80% of your running should be nice and simple. And yeah, zone two, chatty race pace. Yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, I'm a big fan of Stacey Sims. And yeah, I'm, I'm reading next level at the moment. Uh, her first book, Raw, was really interesting too. And yeah, yeah. How, how men and men trained should be different because, yeah, to, to coin a phrase, women are not little men.
0: Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, excellent. Those are two new uh, two new books that I recommended. So hopefully uh, those will come in useful to somebody. What shoes are you currently training in?
2: Oh, I've got a heap of shoes. So oh, I'm, a believer, I'm a big believer in um, changing shoes for different months, not only to get a different style of footwear on your on your feet but also to give the shoe time to rest and to recover which may sound a bit weird but all that cushioning needs time to recover so if you're constantly running on one one pair of shoes the um the the way the shoe's made up it it means that it doesn't actually have time to to recover that well okay so i'm i'm currently using some new balance um i've got some brooks um uh i've got a pair of uh, hoka yep uh, and for trail running i'm using ultra ultra i think it is at the moment
0: yep okay uh, so it's so a, uh, a good a good variety that you get through during the week which is yeah which is something i believe in as well like just cycling through trainers different foot movement different cushioning yep. different different yeah, exactly. effects on the body it's all good isn't it
2: yeah again it 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 avoids that repetitive strain potential
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh um, steve favorite time of the day to train ah uh,
2: I, I was going to jump straight in there and say early mornings but you know good sunset um okay. but mornings te- more, mornings tend to be cooler uh but at the moment i'm i'm because i'm coaching fair bit during the morning with various sessions uh, I, I I train whenever I can. <laughs> okay, but uh, an early morning send the mountains before breakfast would be my my go to session. Perfect, and ideally I'll be running some of those later in the year.
0: Excellent, cool. And uh, finally, Steve, a chance for you to give kind of like any of your your final thoughts. Um, on running, perhaps maybe something that you've, you've thought about that we haven't touched on yet. Um, and, and maybe your, your final thoughts on the running community itself down here in Portsmouth, because you've obviously been involved in running communities in other areas in the world as well. Um, mm, so mm. any final thoughts on kind of like what's happening down here in the south and, and the running community here?
2: Oh, well, the, the running community in and around Portsmouth is, is, is massive. It's brilliant. Um, uh, I, I find people to be really, really friendly um and you know you are almost guaranteed to get a nod or a wave from another runner when you pass them on the promenade or yeah, yeah. elsewhere not not just on the, on the prom um yeah i'd i'd love to see more diversity in in running uh, if i could create a greater diversity of runners at my sessions uh, that would be fantastic um and um yeah, last words of, of wisdom, if you like, is keep that variety going. You, you, you do need a, a variety of, of running uh, training runs to minimize the risk uh, the of injury and warm up and do strength work. Yeah, that strength work is, is critical, even if it's just 10, 15 minutes a day. If you do 10, 10 or 15 minutes a day consistently, you'll be amazed at how much difference that makes over time. If you just do it once a week, you're not going to get it. Not for that length of time, but, um, sm- small bouts, use it as a pre warm up before you then go running. It makes, it can make a tremendous difference and it doesn't have to be complex either. Yeah. You know, all the simple stuff, compound moves like your, your squats or your, um, uh, deadlifts, um, you know, one-legged stands, one-legged squats if, yep. if, if you've got the strength to do it so keep it keep it simple
0: amazing brilliant brilliant Steve thanks so much for that and listen it's been a pleasure to have you on finally we, uh, we got the <laughs> chance got the chance to chat because I know I asked you ages ago but such as the is the way and uh, you know things finally work out and yep. got you on the show. No, but...
2: yeah thank you and yeah it's been great to have the opportunity yep. to, to talk and uh, thank you for your support and encouragement it's, yeah, it's been great to have you
0: Excellent. And see if I just wanted to kind of end by saying, like, you know, I've said it said it earlier and kind of alluded to the fact that, yeah, I really think you're kind of a force of kind of well being and healthy living and kind of promoting all the the good word of running and sport in Portsmouth. And it's great to kind of like, you know, hear your name mentioned and hear people being being you know curious about the track and stuff like that. So, yeah, well well done to you for kind of setting that all up and getting your sessions going and building such a such a strong community within the running community itself. So, um, brilliant stuff. I look forward to joining you in a couple of weeks after my trip to Boston. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll bring bring along a few a few new members to track. But have a have a great okay. day, Steve.
2: Excellent. Thanks, Stan, yeah. and you too.
0: Take care.